Welcome to the Spirit Guided Life Podcast. Get ready to explore limitless ways of creating a dialogue with your spirit, including awesome guests, light worker tips, and intuitive inspirations. So say yes to tuning in to your heart, be willing to trust the invisible, and stand by to be spirit guided with your host, Alex Levy. Welcome and hello everyone back to the Spirit Guided Life podcast. Happy New Year 2021. We took a couple weeks off over the holidays and we are back to finish out season one of the Spirit Guided Life episode with uh, an amazing uh, episode. So today we are sitting down with George Lizos. George is a spiritual teacher He's an intuitive, and he's the author of Be The Guru and the number one best-selling Lightworkers Gotta Work, co-creator of Elemental Healing, and the host of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. He helps lightworkers to find their life purpose and work their light in real, palpable ways that create positive change in the world, and you can find him at georgelizos.com and over on Instagram at georgelizos. I've been following George for many years, and I've been a big fan of his work, so I'm really honored that he was able to take the time out of his really busy schedule to come and sit down with us. This was a really inspirational, happy, light-filled conversation, so let's just dive right on it. I know you're going to love it. George, thank you so much for being a part of the Spirit Guided Life podcast. I'm I'm really honored to have you here. We were chatting in the pre-show how, you know, I've known you for a couple of years online and it's our first time actually connecting. So I am super excited to have you here. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. Likewise, I'm so excited to be here. So I didn't realize this, but until recently, they both have a background in theater. So how did you make the segue from the world of musical theater performing into this path of a teacher and light worker that you are now? And how, like, how did that come to be for you? Oh my God, I didn't know you also did musical theater. So this yeah. is an exciting story. And it's actually something I share about in my new book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, which is all about finding and following your life purpose. So for many years, I thought my life purpose had to do with the performing arts. Ever since I was a kid, I used to sing and dance and, uh, and act and do musical theater. So up until I was like 22, 23 years old, that's what I thought I was meant to do. Until one, one day as I was coming back from a, like a, a college uh, lecture, I had an epiphany and I was like, why would I go on and, and become a musical theater actor? Because I was planning after I graduated from, uh, from college to go and do a master's degree in musical theater. I'm like, why would I do that? I'm meant to be a spiritual teacher and it didn't make sense at the moment, but it felt so true. And this is something that I talk about in the book in the sense that our life purpose is revealed to us to the degree to which that we're ready to accept it. So for a long period of time, I could not accept the fact that my life purpose had to do with being a spiritual teacher because of all the negative and limiting programming that uh, I went through growing up in a small uh, 
community like Cyprus. I come from this little Mediterranean Christian island called, called Cyprus. And throughout my life, I was taught that anything that was not Jesus-related or Christian-related was a work of the devil. <laughs> so even though mm. I practiced spirituality in the closet, I did my tarot cards and communicated with the angels in the comfort of my, of my room, I never allowed myself to believe that spirituality could be my profession, that it could be my life purpose. So I did what the next best, best alternative for me to empowering people and making people happy, which was singing and acting and expressing myself uh, through performing arts. So it was after 23 years of having left Cyprus, went to the UK, uh, allowed myself to deprogram all these negative limiting beliefs that I let myself accept that, you know what? Spirituality could be my life purpose and it actually is my life purpose because this is what lights me up. I love that. That's a that's a great story. So you talk a lot about light workers. It's a lot about, you know, that's in your book. So what is the difference between like a traditional light worker that you know I hear about mostly versus an ascension light worker? Yes. Okay. So ascension light worker is a term that I coin in light workers gotta work. Now, but before I explain that, let's talk about what a light worker is. Now, I take the definition of light worker that Rebecca Campbell uses in, in her book, Light is a New Black, which is that a light worker is anyone who makes a commitment of making the world a brighter place by being in it. So light workers is anyone who has this urge of helping make the world a better place, helping the ascension of the planet. Now, ascension light workers are spiritually minded, mature souls who have been incarnating lifetime after lifetime with the aim of aiding in the ascension of the planet into the Aquarian age, into the new earth, into this uh, world that is based and founded on kindness, on love, on happiness. So the key qualities here is that they are mature souls, therefore they've been incarnating lifetime after lifetime for this common purpose. And at the same time, they're spiritually minded. So even though anybody can read Lightworkers Gotta Work, I wrote it for Ascension Lightworkers, for spiritually minded lightworkers who want to use their spiritual gifts and their healing gifts and their intuitive gifts, gifts to help make the world a better place. So, so let's talk about your newest book, which is Lightworkers Gotta Work, the ultimate guide to following your purpose and creating change in the world. How did this book come to be? And what do you hope that people take away from it? Oh, I love this question. I'm going to share a story with you because that's how it came to be. It came from this real life story where a few years after I had written my first book, Be the Guru, which was a result of coming out of the spiritual closet, oh, sorry, coming out of the, of the gay closet, coming to accept myself as gay after I wanted to take my own life. Growing up when I was 15 years old, I managed to accept myself, forgive my bullies, forgive myself, learn to empower myself. And I thought, you know what? I've graduated spirituality. <laughs> I've beat patriarchy. I'm no longer controlled by patriarchy. I've embraced my feminine energy. Now it's tick, it's done, moving on. And then I found myself in an interesting situation. I was in London working a full-time job while working on my spiritual business part-time. 
And, you know, when you're developing your own business part-time while working full-time, you like work long hours. So I would work nine to five then I would come home and start working on my own thing until midnight. And then I would do the same thing the following day. Right. And the weekends were dedicated to working on my business, which meant that I had no friends. I had no social life, no love life. It was all work, work, work. So three years of this masochistic situation later, I woke up one morning intending to go to work, but my body just wouldn't move. Wow. And that's when it hit me. Oh my God. Oh my goddess, actually, because I wasn't, I wasn't working with any goddess, with any feminine energy. I had allowed patriarchy to control me in a subversive way. I thought I had beat patriarchy, but because it's so deeply embedded into our lives, into our world, that it's what, even when we're trying to embrace feminine energy, we're doing it from a masculine perspective. So because masculine energy is so embedded, because patriarchy is so embedded into life, it controls us in subversive ways. And that's what was happening with me. So long story short, I had a spiritual awakening that helped make me realize that it's not just about balancing masculine and feminine energy uh, in a meditation. You have to do so in your real life, mm. in physical, palpable action steps. So when it comes to following your life purpose, it's not just hassle, therefore work, 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 abusing masculine energy. And it's not just about just meditating all day long and raising your vibration and believing that by doing so, it's the only thing you need to do to create change in the world. It's about merging the two and marrying the two together and realizing that it's about doing the spiritual work, embracing feminine energy lighting up and therefore doing your meditation practice, your yoga practice, receiving all this guidance and then taking that guidance and then actualizing it into physical, real, palpable action steps into this world because this physical world we live in can only change by equally physical action steps. So that's how this idea of lightworkers gotta work got created where um, the book is guiding light workers how to work their life and follow their purpose, not simply by meditating all day long, but by getting off their meditation pillows out into the world and doing the work as well as the spiritual work. Mm, that's beautifully said. And I'm so happy that you finally stepped into this path the way you did. Uh, you're, you're a total inspiration. So in the first part of your book, you know, you talk about life purpose and you mentioned that briefly uh, a moment ago. So how can people begin to kind of discover and tap into their souls or life purpose? Okay. So great question. So first of all, um, in the book, I guide people through my step-by-step -step process to finding and defining your life purpose in a specific one to two paragraph definition. And actually, if people go to georgelizas.com forward slash lightwork, they'll be able to get uh, a two-hour workshop with me where I guide them through this process. When they, when, when they order the book, they just use their, um, their receipt number in that link, and they're able to download a workshop where I guide them through this process. That they do so in the book as well. So essentially, as lightworkers, as ascension lightworkers, we have four purposes. We have our collective lightworker purpose, which is all about ascending the world. We have our soul realm purpose. So soul realms are different groups of souls that have collective purposes drawing from the lightworker purpose. Then we have our soul purpose, 
which is a purpose fulfilled over a series of lifetimes to fulfill a specific kind of goal. And then we have our life purpose, which is a step towards fulfilling our soul purpose. So it sounds confusing because it's for purposes, but really all we need to focus on is our life purpose because it is literally our life's purpose in this present moment. All we can do, all we have the power to do is follow the life purpose. How do we start finding it? Well, in the book, I guide you through the process, but essentially it's all about seeing and and starting the correlation between happiness and purpose because we are born happy and at the same time we're born knowing our life purpose and therefore happiness equals our life purpose so when we start finding the pockets of happiness in our lives and in our days and in our past and seeing what we were interested in doing who we were involved with what was going on around our world and in our, in our lives, and we start seeing the common themes and patterns, we start making a sense of our life purpose and start realizing it, that um, we are already following our life purpose every single day, and we have been doing so. We just haven't been aware of that because we hadn't made that correlation between when I'm doing something that makes me happy, that brings me joy, that lights me up, I'm automatically following a life purpose. So it's creating this shift in perspective so we are able to observe and correlate happiness to life purpose. And so do all of these kind of four different, you know, the soul realm, the soul purpose, do they all kind of overlap and blend with each other? Yes. So it all starts from the light worker purpose and everything else stems from, from that. So it's like you zoom in. It's a collective light worker purpose. And then you have the soul realm purpose that draws from the light worker purpose. Then the soul purpose draws from the soul realm purpose. Mm-hmm. And then the life purpose draws from the soul purpose. I like how you break that down and and, and really get clear on that. I haven't heard of that before. And, and it makes like total sense now. Uh, do you find from your work that most light workers are also empaths and star seeds? Yes. So interesting you mentioned star seeds because star seeds is one of the soul groups. Mm. So essentially uh, we have the star seeds, it's a one soul realm essentially. Then we have the incarnated angels, the incarnated elementals. We have empaths are, it's a characteristic that usually all soul realms have or most soul realms have. And therefore, most light workers tend to be empaths because what is an empath is being able, being sensitive enough to sense other people's energy through emotions, through thoughts, through whichever way makes sense for you. So because we're old, mature souls, we've mastered life on earth and we've mastered to a great degree. We still have lessons to learn. That's why we're here. But we've, we've understood and we've mastered um, humanity. And therefore, empathy, it's one of the primal skills that humans need to have in order to thrive in this world. So it is something that we're very familiar with. Yeah, that was just something that I I keep seeing pop up a lot with people I'm working with. So uh, thanks for kind of validating that. So what would you say is the first step for someone who is just kind of waking up to this, their light worker path? So the first step would be to get really clear on what their life purpose is. Because I don't know about you, but whenever I ask a spiritual person, what is your life purpose? I usually hear, oh, my life purpose is to help people heal. Or my life purpose is to help make the world a better place. And I'm like, 
duh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is our collective light worker purpose. Yes. Your specific life purpose is way more specific than that. And that's why I put so much emphasis on getting clear on it and not defining it in just vague generic terms because with generic definitions, we get generic results. And whereas when we take the time to dig into our lives, to understand ourselves, to see what, the, what our gifts and our strengths are, then we're able to find a specific life purpose that only we can fulfill. And without us, the world would be clueless as to how to go about fulfilling and really get clear on it and start working towards it. So step number one for any light worker to start moving forward with their life purpose is getting really clear on it. So would you say that one of the biggest obstacles is people aren't clear that they don't define it enough? Yes, that's one of the... So there are two main obstacles that I've identified within Lightworkers, and this is how I started the book, essentially. So the first obstacle is Lightworkers don't know their life purpose or they define it in, in generic terms. And the second one is that we're held back by fears and limiting beliefs such as what if people judge me if I follow my life purpose? I'm afraid to succeed. I'm afraid to fail. I'm afraid to, um, the, the, the self-sabotage and the, uh, the imposter syndrome. Like, I don't know enough. Who am I to teach? Who am I to do this work? And this is something that I also address in the book. And it stems back from the lifetimes where we've been persecuted by patriarchal forces for the lifetimes that uh, we've been burned as witches and we had to shy, to shy away from sharing our gifts and our magic with the world because we've been uh, judged and persecuted and we had to just protect ourselves. So as a result of those past life traumas, we're born into this lifetime remembering and having an expectation that we're going to be rejected that it's not safe to be spiritual. It's not safe to accept and shine our light. So it's important to be aware of those traumas and do the inner work needed to release those limiting beliefs uh, so that we're able to follow our life purpose fearlessly. So yes, step number one, find your life purpose. Step number two, do the inner work and release all the limiting beliefs that prevent you from moving forward so that you can start taking action fearlessly. I love that. Do you feel like there is a pattern with light workers when it comes to kind of having like poor or weak boundaries? Oh, absolutely. Because we're born healers and we're born helpers. And because we're empaths, we feel like just because we can feel other people's emotions, right. we have a responsibility to help better them. And that's why the fourth part of the book, it's all about protecting our light. It's called Protect Your Light. So I empower light workers with energy protection and energy clearing and shielding processes that they can use to manage their energy field and to have strong boundaries, both energetically and interpersonally as well. Because it's one thing protecting, protecting your energy using very spiritual processes. And it's a whole different thing enforcing those boundaries in real life. So there's a specific chapter where it's called um, Don't Share Your Dreams with Muggles, which is all about having boundaries with regards to, uh, to sharing your energy and your dreams and what's important to you with people who won't get you or understand you or support you. So yes, 100%, we, we have less boundaries, but that's why it's important 
to learn how to create those healthy boundaries. Yeah. I love that. And I know, you know, you go further in detail in your book, but can you share maybe a tip to kind of strengthen our energy and protect from, you know, things like psychic attack? Yes, of course. So essentially there are three steps people should follow to secure and protect their energy. Most people, when they use energy protection, they simply shield themselves with white light or they call upon Archangel Michael to create this field of protection around them, which is powerful. However, when we shield before uh, clearing what's already there, then we're shielding things in. So the three-step process that I share in the book and I share processes for each part of the, for each step would be to first identify what's there in your energy field, what energy attachments are there that are clouding and cluttering your energy. And I share a meditation uh, all about turning on your psychic vision that allows you to scan your aura and your energy field to identify what's there. And I share all the different types of energy attachments you can find there, such as uh, psychic daggers of attack and jealousy, such as collective thought forms, low-level spirits, and all these kinds of toxic energy attachments. So first step is identify. Second step is clear. There are so many different processes we can use to clear what's already there. I like to work with the elementals. So all the processes I've shared in the book around energy clearing have to do with working and partnering with the elements and the elementals. And specifically, we work with fire and the fire dragons to clear energy from an energy field. And then step number three is all about shielding. And therefore, what is a shield? It's an energetic boundary that you intend into being. So you shield yourself with the qualities of something that you want um, in your energy that would keep uh, incoming energy attack out. Again, we work with the elementals to do so, and specifically with the unicorns. So we work with the unicorns to create an amplifying shield within our energy that essentially amplifies the natural defenses of our energy field that does not make us a vibrational match to energy attack because we can only attract that which we are a vibrational match to. So if we're vibing high, like in a high vibrational frequency, then we cannot be a match to energy attack. And working with the rainbow ray that the unicorns bring forth allows us to raise our vibrational frequency to a level where we are untouchable by energy attachments. Mm, that's, that's incredibly helpful. So we are in, a, it's been an interesting year for a lot of people, right? And what, what would you say to the light worker who's listening, who is just having a really hard time kind of taking all of this in, or they're just in a personal kind of transitional phase? What, what would you share with them? Well, first of all, this is actually an exciting situation happening around in the world right now in the sense that, I mean, of course, it's really sad for people getting ill and dying. But collectively, this is um, a dark night of the collective soul in the sense that it's bringing up all our triggers, all our fears, all our limiting beliefs so that we can transmute them into light and so that we can move forward as a society. 
Essentially, we are the hopes and dreams of our ancestors. They've been praying for this moment. They've been praying for the moment where light workers will have this realization and come to their senses, deal with their limiting beliefs and issues, and start taking action towards their life purpose. Clearly, they haven't been praying for a pandemic, but uh, this pressure cooker situation has created opportunities for us. So it's, it's, it's basically up to us. I mean, shit happens in the world. Right. Whatever it is, it's happening right now. But the way we see it and the way we perceive it will determine the degree to which this turns into something positive or negative. And the reason we're here right here right now, and um, it's interesting that my book came out during the pandemic. I don't yeah. think this is a coincidence. I think sometime before I was born, <laughs> I made uh, like a, an agreement with my spirit guides that we will all work together to bring this book out into the world during a pandemic because I feel that this is when the world needs this message of light workers gotta work. So someone who's struggling dur- during this time, what I would say is, first of all, be kind to yourself. It's okay to struggle and it's okay to feel negative emotions and don't suppress them because in the spiritual community, we're made to feel like we're supposed to have it all figured out and we're supposed to be happy and positive 24-7. In my opinion, this is not the point of spirituality. The aim of spirituality is to, it's a journey towards love. It's a journey towards happiness. Keyword, journey. Yeah. And the journey requires that we go through painful human experiences and emotions at the same time. So first of all, be aware of how you're feeling and let yourself feel your emotions with the aim of transmuting them because it is very easy to be stuck in the negative emotion and to keep replaying the same negative emotion over and over again because all a negative emotion wants is to be heard and it's to be expressed and acknowledged. So when we express it and we empty that glass of the negative emotion, then we have the opportunity to transmute it into a more positive one. And as long as we keep working up the emotional scale, transmuting that negative emotion into an increasingly more positive one, then we find the opportunity behind this seeming obstacle that is the pandemic. Mm. Wonderfully said. I, I totally agree with that. So what did you learn over this journey from creating your book? Hmm. What I've learned is that light workers are really ready <laughs> to get specific. Yeah. Because I was I was I was a bit apprehensive coming up with a book that's, you know, it's a bit motivational. It I make the claim that the divine masculine is also rising and, and it's not just about the divine feminine. I'm like, hmm, like what will people think about that? Because you know, the spiritual community and the world is all about oh, the divine feminine is rising future is female. And then I'm like, but what about the masculine energy? What about taking action? What about it's not just raising our vibes, but also doing the work. So I was, I learned that people are ready to find balance, that people are ready to forgive the abuse of the divine masculine. People are ready to forgive the patriarchy and to stop avoiding it and to do the work to heal their own abuse of masculine energy and learn to find balance. And I'm, I'm glad I learned that because that was new for me. <laughs> yeah. And do you, do you ever personally feel like you're disconnected from spirit or from your purpose? And, and if so, what do you do to kind of bring yourself back? 
Oh, 100%. And I think this is totally normal for people to feel disconnected because, and this is something I talk about in the book again, is that our purpose change, well, it doesn't change. It evolves as we're evolving. It's revealed to us progressively. So right now, I know what my life purpose is to the degree to which I'm ready to know it. In a year from now, I may evolve to a different direction that reveals more of what my life purpose is. And let me give you an example. I've recently started being really passionate around learning about trauma. And I went and I became like a clinical trauma specialist. I did uh, eye movement therapy, which is all about dealing with trauma, which is something I never expected I would go into because uh, I work a lot like the the esoteric side of spirituality, which is all about unicorns and mermaids and the angels and like doing psychic work. And then suddenly I find myself interested in cognitive techniques. I'm like, what is going on here? So Mm. I found myself in like, like in a perplexed state of being like, I thought my life purpose was that. And then I'm like, George, take a page out of your book, literally, <laughs> and realize <Yeah>. that, <laughs> that your, your life purpose is being revealed to you right now. And it's okay. So yes, we all find ourselves in these stuck situations, but they're not stuck because we're constantly changing. We're constantly evolving. And as long as we don't panic, when, we, when we're in a moment of and in a period of change, then we allow this change to come and find us. Yes, yes. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because sometimes I feel like, gosh, that's happening to me too. But, you know, it's, it's like you yeah. have to just take a moment to step back. You know, we're, we're all human and uh, we're here in this earth school together. Uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're also the co-creator of Elemental Healing. Can you share a little bit more about this? Yes. Yes, of course. So the Elemental Healing Practitioner course and Elemental Healing is an is a energy healing modality that I co-created with uh, Kalista, the author of Unicorn Rising. Oh, I love her. And the author of The Female Archangels. Yes, yes I know yeah. you had Kalista on your podcast as well a few, a few months ago. Yep. So essentially with elemental healing, we, and by the way, in Lightworkers Gotta Work, all the processes in the elemental sorry, in the energy protection part of the book, part four, they're all drawn from the elemental healing uh, modality. So essentially, it's all about working with the elements, with the elementals, the nature spirits, with the spirit and consciousness of nature to create healing within ourselves and in the world as well. Because, and this is a claim that I I make in the book, is that I believe that all the answers we seek are in nature. And I also believe that nature is the most powerful protector. I had the opportunity for my bachelor's degree, I studied geography. So I studied all the Earth's processes before I studied the Earth's processes from an energetic perspective as well. And something that my geography teachers always used to tell me was that it's not about saving planet Earth. It's about saving the human race because planet Earth has been here for four point something billion years and it survived so many distractions. However, who hasn't survived were all the civilizations who tried to abuse planet Earth. So the planet has so many processes and the elementals who are the spirit and consciousness of the Earth's processes, they have so many processes to flush out impurities, including us, if we don't pay attention and if we don't respect our planet. 
So elemental healing is all about partnering with, the, with nature, extending an olive branch, bringing the elementals into our lives, realizing we're part of the elementals as well, because we're all made out of the four, four sort of out of the five elements. And when we partner with them, then they teach us all their energy clearing processes and they teach us all their, their tricks and their processes and strategies to living um, a fulfilling life and to thriving in life. Mm. So we'll link all of that down in the show notes for people who are interested and they can learn about uh, your book and the elemental healing. So what's next for you? Ooh, thanks for asking this question because I'm actually working on a new book right now. Wow. Um, I can't reveal the topic right now, but I'm so excited to bring it out into the world. It's what people have been asking and I'm excited to, uh, to share it with the world, hopefully in 2021. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. I can't wait to, to find out more when, when you're ready to share that. So I wanna, oh, yeah, I, I wanna finish by asking you a question that I ask everybody who comes here. And that is, how do you stay spirit guided? How do I stay spirit guided? I have a daily spiritual practice and it's my non-negotiable practice. Every single day, I dedicate between one to three hours to connecting with source, to um, doing the work, to exercising my spiritual muscles and not taking spirituality for granted. Because I took spirituality for granted a few years ago and it led me to being in bed and wanting to get up and not being able to move. So because I realize how important being connected to spirit is, I make it my priority to do so. And this is a number one process that I share in Lightworkers Gotta Work around being in light, being connected to your light, having a daily spiritual practice where you consciously choose to be connected and be guided by spirit. Beautiful. Do you have any final words for our listeners? My final word would be to, I just want to ask a rhetorical question to anybody listening right now. Just ask yourself, how would it feel like if you had a clear definition of your life purpose, if you no longer wondered what your life purpose is, if you woke up every single day feeling so thrilled to get out of bed so that you could do things that light you up, that excite you, that fulfill you, and that you know would help you to create real positive change in the world. This is my question, and this is the purpose and the promise of Lightworkers Gotta Work. Beautiful. And let everyone know where they can connect with you and the best way to get in touch with you. Of course. So I would love for everybody to come and get in touch with me on Instagram. My handle is at George Lizos. I also have a Facebook group called Your Spiritual Toolkit, where I share daily tools and processes all about lighting up and following your life purpose. And of course, when you order Lightworkers Gotta Work and then enter your receipt number at georgelizos.com forward slash lightwork, you get a free two-hour workshop with me all about finding and following your life purpose. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed this conversation and you'll have to come back when your new book is ready. Yay. Thank you so much, Alex. I really enjoyed this. I had so much fun. There we have it. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did with George. If you want to connect with me, head on over to alexlevyonline.com. And I want to thank you all for listening to this podcast and making this such an amazing season one. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Lots of lots of love and stay connected. Until next time.